Um, Gary, why don't you do the intro? You've been on enough. I'm, I'm up to it. <laughs> Gary, you're a natural. Please tell me you've got pants on. Um, on commando. <laughs> I swear I just saw a leg. I was like, that's not acceptable. <laughs> just, it's just, fr- fr- it's way down. There's nothing. Absolutely nothing. Unacceptable. Okay, <sighs> here we go then. So, ready? This episode is brought to you by Test Instrument Solutions, or TIS as we know them. Now, they do multifunction testers, EV test adapters, they do all kinds of stuff from thermal engine cameras, right the way through to continuity testers. Go over and check out their website at testinstrumentsolutions.co.uk. They are up and coming, and actually, they do some of the best kit on the market today. So go and check them out, testinstrumentsolutions.co.uk. Hello and welcome to the Monday Club, and it's my great pleasure to be joined by Sam and by Nick this evening. How are you both? Well, I'm very oh, well. God, sorry for... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not too bad. Been sunning it, sunning it. Well, I, I'm very well. Um, got something to admit, but before I admit this, um, I'd like to welcome um, a new person to the podcast in fraternity, um, Mr. Tom Bickerton. He answered the back call. Tom, say hello. Hello. Excellent. Man of many words. <laughs> How you all doing? You all right? It's yes. quite nice to meet people uh, in their face properly instead of just seeing pictures of Instagram going past most evenings. So it's really good to uh, meet you all. Awesome. Cheers, mate, aren't you? All right, Nick. Um, so oh, I've got something He's already started. Yeah, I'm on one. Um, so I was squirrelling away. Today is actually Sunday. Um, and I was squirrelling away getting the um, podcast edited for tomorrow and I can't find it. So I don't know where it's gone, what's happened to it or what, um, but I lost last week's Monday Club. So I had to drag everyone away from their families to re-record and only Nick answered. And then we put up the bat signal. Obviously, the Lord of Learning, Gary Hayes, um, d- dived on the opportunity. Um, and now we have Tom Bickerton, new to the fraternity. So... Without further ado, let's do this. Nick. Yes. Oh. Um, we can't really talk about what you did last week. Because we're going to talk about that tomorrow. Oh, yeah, true. What do I don't remember? Oh, it, it, this, I was thinking of things we could say earlier that would have been quite funny to say. It's like the Tenacious D song about the best song ever. So this the greatest podcast ever, will be next. talking about the greatest podcast that we ever did last week that Sam lost. So nice. No, it definitely weren't that good. In fact, done us a favour. Is Gary and Tom, is it me or is Sam really glitchy? Yeah, it was really glitchy in the practice bit, but he said everything was all right. No, it was glitching like mad. Oh, he's going. He is not happy. (laughs) Oh, there we go. (laughs) What have you two been doing today? EITR certificates. I've just finished about 30 today. I got a bit behind on typing them up. Just paperwork like that. Mate, been there, done that. That's the best thing that I had to get out of with um, doing stuff on my iPad is as it's literally been completed, it gets signed off. I share it across my trader fight. It then goes across and gets um, emailed after every job. Otherwise, if I was to come to the end of the week, I'd have 
so many to catch up on. So fingers crossed it's all right. But yeah, one. no, paper copy. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine's, mine's through one um, letting agent that's got commercial units here. We've done them for kind of a bit of domestic and we've had a bit of a... Um, standoff between me and payment and then receiving the certificates but unfortunately they still have to have the paperwork as much yeah, as yeah. I want to sit there and say no you're not having it until it's paid sometimes you've just got to pull your big boy pants up and say okay I'm going to do it they've all been sent with a very sort of polite email of I now expect payment if it's not paid by x y and z you know we'll be sending a strong letter blah, blah. but I don't like going down that route I'm hoping that you know it's just because it's the bank holiday weekend and yeah they're going to be a bit more uh, sort of relaxed come tuesday so well, the, talking about AI sales this is what we're having because obviously you've, you might see my video with guy not paying me through the estate agents but with guys i've worked for two one of them i get a lot and i think so far i've been handed 140 of them to do which is great for me and that's why i could do them a bit cheaper because i've got so many to do um but my issue now i found with trying to get through so many is I, my other half gets the emails from the Latin agent and she then books it in with the tenants because they won't, the estate agent won't book it in with the, the tenants themselves because there's too many of them. So she does that. And twice now it's happened where I've turned up and not been in. You know, it's one of them. We try and send them a pre-warned text the evening before to pre-warn them if it's been booked in a month prior because people do forget. But one guy has not answered the door twice now. So he's cost me give or take. 300 quid because I couldn't do it the first time, couldn't do it the second time. So I spoke to the estate agents and he's now getting an invoice from myself and he knows this um, for wasting my time, uh, you know. <laughs> so you get money well, for nothing? Well, yeah, well, I couldn't book a well, job in afterwards. Right, man. Yeah, I couldn't book a job in afterwards I, because it was I'm fully booked up now for three and a half months. Um, I couldn't just land on a job or make one up. <laughs> so because I've not done it now, I've lost two EICRs worth of money. We've so this... It's not, not fault. it's not just that it's time you're you could be doing earning more money like you've just said about and everything else but it's all the man hours that you've had to put in that you don't get paid for it's all that made up. yeah 100 percent um so as, as fascinating as eicrs are um <laughs> look, look at gary's drinking champagne you know efix is doing well <laughs> Are you drinking champagne, Gary? I wish I was. No, it is a fizzy dried beverage, but cannot be suggested it's from the champagne region of France, I'm afraid. Prosecco. <laughs> Schlur. <laughs> Schlur. Um, listen, I'm, I haven't really got much to add in the way of sense and um, technical um, knowledge this week. It's lacking. Um, Tom, now I know that you brought... You wanted to talk about something quite specific tonight. Yeah, that's right. Um, I, I've obviously I've done a, I've done two podcasts. Um, I did one with um, Hit the Lights with Gary um, and um, E Five. I was at the Wild Show, and um, <laughs> and we we sort of like they you know one sort of learned about what my background was getting into the industry, and the other one's been about um, my struggle in the industries. And I know everyone's had a struggle. Everyone's got a story to tell. But my one's a bit more, a little bit more close to heart because a lot of guys and girls who are in the industry, I would say shy away. This is probably more aimed towards with Gary, you know, with obviously his experience in learning but and teaching. But I, I suffer really badly, severely dyslexia. I got diagnosed when I was like six, you know, um, and always say 
Amen. And some home dyslexic as well. We, we, I think most electricians you speak to are, you know, they have some form of, of doing, you know, as dyslexia or number blindness and everything else. But one of the things that I've kind of wanted to speak to tonight is it doesn't just stop once you've finished your apprenticeship. There is more to it than that. And I don't think a lot of people realise that there's so much help out there that you can get with even going to do further education, you know, with grants and, and everything else like that, because a lot of people just kind of think, oh, I'm just going to be out on the site all the time, knocking in rewires, putting in tube, you know, bending uh, conduit. And you know, it's, that's, that doesn't just stop there. Don't just put your life just in that category. There is more to it. I, I've been, you know, we've all been there. I know, Sam, you still do site work and, and everything else like that. But there is a higher goal, which I think a lot of people perceive that they think, oh, I can't do that because it's higher education. And I, I couldn't literally sit and do Pythagoras' theorem. I had to sit and go back to, you know, and sit and sit and sit and learn and learn and learn. And I remember getting frustrated with the, I was at college, the lecturer was like, why, you know, why can't you learn this? And I was going, well, oh, come on, this is, you know, I'm trying to, you know, I left school like a few, few years ago. I was, uh, the only thing I was thinking about was just getting a job and earning some money. I didn't really think that, you know, this was going to be relevant to us. But I think the problem is that a lot of what I've noticed is um, as well, because I've got a couple of two young apprentices who work with me at the moment, and they seem to think that their whole life is going to be just installed for the rest of their life. And I'm like, no, aim higher. There's there's so much more out there than just putting in, you know, back boxes, consuming units and bits and pieces like that. Go for the HNCs, the HNDs and the, you know, the degrees and everything else. Um, I, I didn't think I'd be able to do a degree and I'm still doing it. <laughs> you know, I'm doing it the long way, uh, which is really, you know, it's, it's hard. Obviously, like yourselves, we all work and, you know, I haven't got time to just dedicate and go off to university it'd be great not currently at the moment with COVID a lot of it's all long distance learning and everything else like that but it's it's been I would say not a challenge it's just hard to sort of interpret especially when you've got the regs book like I don't know if you guys find when you're reading it for me I'll read start reading it and then it will just be jumbling all around the page blurry everywhere what's a regs book <laughs> that big expensive uh, purchase that you have to make every so often. Subbies don't own regs books. What's wrong here? Um, <laughs> you know what? I, I find I find what you're saying quite interesting because actually, um, when I turned about 35, I started questioning my life as a as a subby point and shoot spark electrician because you're like, well, where where does this end? Am I going to be 55 doing containment? on a freezing ass cold site somewhere in in the deepest darkest kent doing containment in minus 4 degrees that like that's not where i want wanted to end up i i took a different path um but when you look at the when you when you look at that sort of sector like the containment the point and shoot sparks um your backbone really of, of the commercial industry i do wonder what the young lads think they're going to be doing at 55 because even if you're a foreman on one of those sites that's not really where you want to be at 55 yeah you might be earning 250 300 quid a day as a foreman but i think what i think that the goal should be to get completely away from that site experience by the time you're 50 odd in terms of finding your path finding a um 
a less physical side of the electrical industry and they exist contracts managers and stuff like that they all the the roles exist out there and even if you're like a designer or whatever i think it's really important to map out where you want to be at 55 in a in a physical trade like ours because it's so easy to get stuck um on the tools at at any age yeah, it definitely is. I mean, you know, if you look at most most guys now, I mean, I was, I was speaking to my old foreman not so long ago, and he's 68, and he's still on the tools as far, which I think is great. You know, this guy's phenomenal. He's just, he's still there. He's still turning out and doing his day's work. But there's going to be a line drawn soon because he can't do tube bending anymore because the my old firm was a mod company that did a lot of um commercial and industrial work on naval ships and and everything else like that you know there's going to be a cut off point when he can't do the physical attributes of the gripping you know the pulling the lifting and everything else because we're like most professionals in our sport even like all looking it through to football players and professional sportsmen there comes a cut-off point in your life where you've got to sort of take a back seat because your limbs your body is starting to tell you that yeah 18 19 when you came into this it's great you know lifting six you know bundles of tube on one shoulder and you do all drill under the other one and away you go sort of thing but you've got to look at the bigger picture which is comfort relaxing and enjoying the rest of your thing because it's great to have all of these great memories and you can look back and tell all the young guys and girls who are coming in say i used to do all this blah blah blah. but the bigger picture is is the fact is well being really it's the wage factor you've got to start looking what's going to be more profitable for you because especially with you know company pensions not being the way they are anymore you've got to look at they don't exist no no of course they don't um but you've got to look into the factor of you know do you want to be in a cold like you were just saying a cold dark site at half six in the morning freezing trying to gear yourself up ready to go you know in your ailments and in limbs and you know all this sort of stuff or do you want to be in that driving to work in a nice company car going into the office and you know that's the sort of thing that more people need to steer by but this is what i was saying with about the learning difficulties of people's stigmatism that they think oh i can't quite do that because i don't think I'm, I'm clever enough to do that you are you could be like gary you could be like gary um be an electrician for a couple of years going to teaching and then sit around drinking champagne don't worry about it <laughs> the um I'll, I'll chip in there the on, on ranked dyslexics as well uh you have to work within your skill set so of course i was not wanting to go towards maybe a, a an office-based job when i left school because i thought the electrical industry would give me a chance as you quite rightly said to um do practical aspects of it but of course you quickly realize you've got past all your exams you quickly realize that life's going to change and obviously, I then moved into teaching, being ranked dyslexic, and I had to work a way out of not getting caught out, really. Uh, so in other words, I had to work within my skill set. My skill set was I was a hugely uh, enthusiastic. I was incredibly dedicated to what I was doing, but my spelling was not great. So I created a set of notes in my own time that actually became my comfort blanket. I never read from my notes because I wrote them myself. So it's like reading your own book. You know what's in the pages of your own book. And in 19 years, nobody ever noticed I never wrote on the board. I did drawings on the board and I labelled the odd drawing, but I never wrote on the board. I had a fantastic set of notes and a fantastic electronic library that we worked from. And I could talk about 
the stuff that we needed to do very eloquently. I could get other learners empowered to come up with the answers. I'd never mark spelling of people's work because, again, I knew they'd be in the same position as me when we did group work and all the rest of it. And I just worked within my skill set. I then went on and got uh, an assessor's award, a verifiers award, and a degree for my teaching, having having worked within a bloke who was ranked dyslexic. Uh, It's not changed now, and I don't do emails, as eFix will tell you. I don't do emails either very well because responding to emails are a very difficult process for me. Um, And you just got to find a way to – Yeah, yeah, it is, and it is. And I've got that old classic, I miss letters off the end of words. Even when I read back stuff I put on Instagram, and I think, oh, my word, I've I've missed letters off the end. And we did actually did during my Sir Ed, we did a um, dyslexia test. Never had one before. I knew it was dyslexic. It was scale one to five. I was rank five dyslexic. And people looked at me in the room and I was like, well, yeah, I knew, I knew it was. Never been tested before. Yeah. And then looking at it, I got round it. I got round it through personality. I got round it through banter. I got round it through humor. I just got round it. Also got all my GCSEs of seeing above when I did them. I found a way to make it work for me. So I've now got... Uh, I'm sorry, Nick. No, you're exactly the same as me. All the way through high school primary school nothing and it's my electrical teacher my lecturer at college who who went he saw the way I was spelling stuff and he was like mm. so he put me through the exam and he was like you're highly dyslexic and it made sense because my dad was uh, my dad I mean even now like if I go back to find some letters or whatnot like he'd written for quotes or invoices and whatnot he couldn't even write properly like genuinely his spelling was atrocious it looked like he'd like use his left handed like a broken left hand like he just couldn't write properly um, and my mom used to have to do like decipher what he said to do his invoices and quotes and I went through all of it and that's like where I put these on because these are my glasses so I struggled with black and black writing on white paper mm-hmm. um, so luckily my mom was an optometrist so I was like oh I don't want standard glasses so she managed to get Ray-Ban sunglasses <laughs> and put my lenses in them yeah, um, but yeah, I'm exactly the same as you. And I got through the whole of it with personality, with banter, with um, a bit of confidence because I knew I couldn't do it, but you brush it off. Sam's laughing. But it's true. Like, I, I can't do it. And I, I'm really good at maths. I'm so bad. And the worst thing I have sometimes, I sit to my other half all the time. Let's say my mom and dad's very good friends are Gary and Amanda. I would say Amanda and Gary. Uh, uh, sorry, um, Gander and Mary. I would mix the first letter for each word up and combine them it completely randomly. And I've done it with so many people. And she's like, how do you do that? I was like, if I try to do it, it's hard. But if I'm just doing normally in a sentence, it comes out backwards. And she's like, she just ignores me now because she knows what I'm meaning to say. But all the time, it's, annoying it's really having, odd. Really it's annoying odd. having a peach in Spiderman, isn't it? <laughs> nice one. Say you what, I'll tell you what. <laughs> But again, the best thing about me, though, because I knew how I was, if you came into my lessons, I'd already adapted the world to make it one that you, you couldn't be fearful of writing. Don't be fearful mm-hmm. of writing. Don't be fearful of getting it wrong. I'm interested in ideas. I'm interested in your thoughts. And I created that sort of classroom community where it didn't matter. And we, we were a team. We were in it together. And if somebody was poor at, say, spelling or maths they might be better at practical or english or something like that and we used a group mentality in order to get ourselves through 
But that was partly because I felt if I was in that room, I'd probably be the one that didn't want to pick up the pen and do the writing on the flip chart paper. But if we got in the workshop, I'd probably be all right. So I'd be able to help yeah. you out in the workshop. So we sort of we sort of came up with that idea. But um, I always work within the system. So my Sir Ed, I wrote all my assignments. I wrote eight assignments. I think they were 10,000 words each in order to get from a, uh, affecting my teaching degree. But nobody said you couldn't have a shell check. So my wife's Michelle. And I didn't need a spell check. I just needed a shell check. Shell check. Yeah. So like she, she she would read them. She'd never change the content, but she'd just make sure that those those things that I'd make as a small error didn't go through just to save that embarrassment. Okay. Mm. It's not an embarrassing thing, but of course, if you're in a room full of very educated people, had people on the Lord, you know, teaching law in with me teaching electrical studies, obviously there's a bar there that you've got to reach. So I'd say work yeah. within your skill set and just keep moving forward we're in a different world than we were probably 25 years ago and we're a lot more forgiving as well about everything i would suggest not just dyslexia and things like that yeah I, I i find this with uh and i can put it into one conversation like where i've put the video about my my friend passed away my dad and i would get a lot of messages and the video i did recently about getting fed up of being self-employed uh, hundreds of messages from people with the same experience of people saying their dads have passed away or friends you know taking their own lives and whatnot and I want to respond to all of them. But my issue is I, I hate texting. I mean, what, get me wrong, autocorrect on your computer, on your text or everything has done me wonders now. I, I can't put emotions and thoughts into text messages. It comes out like I'm trying to write to a company. It, like I can't do it properly. So I always say to someone, oh, I just send them a number, just ring me. Because I can put full emotion and put full range of my words and how I want to speak to them. But trying to put it in text form, I end up becoming a robot. And it, it's really, it's quite bad sometimes. Do you know, I, I just I can't put my emotions into text. I think that's a, that's a good thing, though, because sometimes if you read into a message too much, you're like, well, how do I respond to this? Mm. Is it going to come across too personal? Is it going to come across too aggressive? There is a lot of clarity when it comes to things. I, I got an email um, this evening just before I came on here, and it was from someone cancelling a job. But the way that it was worded was you know, quite sincere. It was more, like, I'm really sorry to miss you about but automatically in my head, I already read it. I was like, oh, great. It's another time waste. But when you read it properly and you read the context, it, there was emotion behind, I won't say emotion, but the way that they'd worded it was quite articulated. So you're reading it and it was like, I was going through it. And I was going, what's this word saying? I kept saying to my missus, she's a teacher. And I'm, I kept yeah. saying, what's this word say? What's this word say? And I'm getting more frustrated yeah. in my head. But it was just a sincere message just to say, I can't do blah, 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 because of X, Y, and Z. Really sorry, could we reschedule your sincerely, Mr. Smith? You know, and, and that was it. But I read it, it re you know, I hadn't read it properly. I was getting frustrated because I didn't know what certain words that he'd used. And I was getting really angry. But then I realised that's not the case. It's just yeah, be a bit more... So it's better having someone to proofread it, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, if only. And again, I'd exactly the same as you said there, Nick. Um, people contact me all the time, probably due to you and Chris, which is a bit becoming a bit of a problem. You're becoming something of an icon to become an electrician. And I get two or three people every week reach out to me normally on Facebook and say, I want to change career. And I always say, here's my phone number. Bring me on this time on a Sunday. And I'll explain yeah. it to you because I just can't put myself through the hassle of trying to message them the information yeah. and it'll come through and you think they'll read it and I think, wow, well, you know, it doesn't make any sense. So I always take phone calls. So I took one yesterday. I do it bullet points of you. Have you ever done it in yeah. bullet points? So they send you like a massive message with this question. I'll just go, hi, blah, 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 bullet point, bullet point, bullet point. Okay. 
like yeah it's it's yeah it's it's working within the problem isn't it you've just got to get around it and i'd like to think that anyone watches this and, and thinks wow he taught for 19 years it, it, i'd like to suggest that i was all right at teaching i've got some very good teaching grades and i got asked to mentor other people but nobody ever noticed that i'd ever wrote on the board 19 years so i had a great set of pens i probably had the original set of pens when i left because <laughs> It was, yeah, I did drawings on the board, but I had a great set of notes and everybody, I left my notes behind and I'm, I'm sharing them at the minute on social media and all the rest of it. But yeah, it's work within your skill set to do the best you can rather than saying, I can't do something because I've got X, Y, and Z. Yeah, uh, whether it be a, you know, a, a thing such as dyslexia, maybe Asperger's and things like that. You've got to work within skill set. Even, you know, with my current situation with my daughter, you know, you've got to work now within your skill set and you've got to find a way around it. Now, she's only yeah. got one hand now, so she's having to find a way around her life. She's not sitting there going, I can't do all of these things. She's finding a way, you know, in order to progress and move through. So, yeah. Sam, do you want to say anything? His internet's gone, isn't it? Yeah, Sam, you... I can't hear now. Your microphone's gone off. Well, that's so all right. Should we, should we start? Oh, no, I can hear now. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, did I see her climbing the other day? Yeah, I've got lots of, I mean, Nick knows. Nick's been fantastic to me. And he helped me out again recently. You know, uh, and uh, I've got lots of little video clips. And we're, we're probably eight months off, maybe the end of the year, before we can get the hero arm that you recommended to me, Sam, when I was in hospital. And it doesn't go and thank that you sent me that link to uh, Open Bionics. But I don't want people to think that the help they've given me isn't going to be used. So what I don't want is a massive gap of seeing the journey my daughter is on and us as a family, and then eventually us getting, hopefully, the year on by, hopefully, the end of the year. So I'd like to I'd just sort of feed things out. So, you know, she was running on a treadmill. That footage was probably a couple of months back. I put it on Instagram. Um, she was climbing that wall that was on her 13th birthday. Believe it or not, she asked to go to a climbing wall on her 13th birthday, having Powerful. just come out. Yeah, she'd come out Powerful. late August and went to a climbing wall in October for a birthday because it was, a. that's what I want to do, Dad. It's not, it's not necessarily practical at the time. Yeah, she had a go. So, but I suppose, I suppose this is it all boils down to something that I find really. Um, this is this has been like a, a bit of a quest of mine with my Fat Sam podcast. It's understanding mentality of the winning mentality, the resilient mentality, all that sort of stuff. And I, I think this conversation plays into that, where you've got you are you guys have a learning disability i'm just gonna say it as it is as it comes into my you've got a learning disability in terms of the way you see words and decipher them now it takes a certain type of mentality to become successful despite that disability and again it feeds into the same way as um uh, vienna is pushing back against her misfortune and now she she is actually got a very strong men mentality around it and she's pushing back against it and i think it's really really important when we talk about these things to sort of yeah you've got a problem but how do you deal with that and i think i think gary gary's summed that up very well it just works with what he's got um same with nick um i can't speak for tom but i know nick and gary are both very successful at what they do and, and how they do it um and i think it's just a 
it's a mentality, isn't it? It's a mindset going into what you're doing and, and not accepting that you're held back by a certain disability. Very competitive. Go on, yeah. sorry. sorry. No, no, you go on, Gary. I was just saying, I know exactly. Yeah, it's it's up and downs. It's never a straightforward path. It's always corners and up and downs and going back five steps. But if you always see the bigger picture of what you want to achieve, you can set your mind to it. As soon as your mind's set on something, you can achieve it. It may take five years, 10 years or two weeks, but... Yeah, you, you set your goals and you, you try and aim for them, 100%. This is where a few of my friends have failed. They never set goals themselves. It's always, well, I'll just float through life. Well, you'll never achieve anything. You just float, set goals, go for them, smash them, and then you've got something to aim for, haven't you? See me, I uh, so historically I've been in charge of doing thumbnails for <laughs> YouTube and stuff like that. Um, I'm so bad at spelling, right? <laughs> like, and I'm not dyslexic. I, I can't even just stupid. That. I'm just oh. dumb. Um, mm. And I'm so bad at spelling that I, it took me about four attempts to get... I, don't, I did one in the very early days, I was, and I spelled electricians wrong. Um, and then I spelled... Um, I'm always spe- spelling things like field wrong. and Mine's dining field. room. I always put two Ms. Plumber. I put two Ms. Mm. But it's plumber. I wouldn't like say... That. I'm just terrible at spelling. I wouldn't say you're dumb, Sam, or anything else. You're just out of practice. When, was, when did you no. leave school? No, he's dumb. dumb. Not, don't be polite, Tommy. Listen, dumb, if you if you're <laughs> if, if your one responsibility a week is to do a podcast and press a record yes. button and you mess that up, you're dumb. No, I, I just think that's life, isn't it? Everything gets in the way. You can't put it down to being dumb, thick, whatever. It's just you, you just forgetfulness, isn't it? Well, you yeah. don't know, Sam. I'm not going to stick up for him here. Yeah, he's dumb. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm going to go for it. Hey but, man, but um, I think, go on, Tom. I was sorry. I was to say I don't want to try and make it a whole podcast about you know where it's me and, and and dyslexic is you know the the thing. But I think the problem is is that you know there are some guys out there who who have been merciful. I mean, I speak from experience, and I won't go into my past because that's a different thing for a different time. But um, you know, they're mercilessly bullied for being dyslexic on site still to this day you know and 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 bits and pieces i mean i remember my college lecturer sorry gary who who was really good at helping me he sat me next to a guy um who was absolutely useless at practical he didn't know a hammer from a screwdriver what's the sound was it (laughs) and the reason being is is his foreman had taken him on as a glorified tool caddy so he just used to just carry around all these tools and and everything else and he'd say pass me a phillips or pass me a cross it or whatever and he'd pass it to him but to actually learn the practical side he was no good at so he was practical I was really good at but I was absolutely useless I mean the guy who sat next to you, I could never thank him because he taught me um a really quick way of doing like you're saying like a build a team and Pythagoras's theorem and everything else like that which is really good obviously we when we separated and we went our separate ways after our apprenticeships you know, I, I, you know, hearing stories of guys who are in my group who are, you know, like, oh, come on, how can you not spell this on the label printer? How can you not spell this on the test sheet? This is ridiculous. And, you know, bits of business, they've been put in these positions where they're like being sort of, I'd say bully, but it is, it is what it is. You've got it in front of you. Like you say, you've got to deal with what you've got in front of you. And if, you know, if it's not right, then you say, well, you know, if you don't want me writing a certificate, get someone else who's, who's better at spelling, you know, that sort of thing. But at the, at the same time, I think a lot of, I mean, I, I, I'll just use this as an example. Um, I, I've worked recently on an MOD site, uh, which is quite a large ministry defence site, and there was a guy on there who just, the 
just took you know you just get a one person who just you takes a disliking to someone and that was me I was, I was doing some test certificates and I was just typing them out just minding my own business I spelt the name wrong I spelt all this but what I usually do is I used to wait until everyone had gone and then I'd sit there and I'd just be on the phone to my wife and say how do you spell this word and she'd be like da, 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 tell me and I'd type it back out sort of thing but anyway he found out I'd done these certificates and he he made it it really like sort of public that he put them all over the sort of site cabin and was like put thick you know you know all these obscene words and everything that he put all over it and I remember going up to him I just sort of said to him I said do you like do you, do you feel empowerment that you can bully someone who's got this or is this just come naturally to you and he was like oh it's just bands I was like yeah it probably is bands I, I find it hilarious that you've taken this time to do this or you can yeah. time to do something else but anyway but that, that that was where I was trying to get up with, with, with it it's pathetic fair play to your lecturer though yeah fair play to your lecturer though because he was using the buddy system yeah. he was taking somebody who knew would be needed a little bit of help in one area maybe practical being the person you sat next to and he knew you could offer that and obviously swapped it around I used a lot of that a lot of that. And it's, it's yeah, I, I don't think anyone would feel the, the person who put your stuff up on the, on the site wall and that. I don't think there's anyone watching this podcast that would actually be thinking no. that was a great idea. No. At no. all. No. We're not in that no. world anymore. No, 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 I don't no. think anyone would have looked at that and gone, oh, he's a dickhead. They would have, they'd have thought that more about the guy who put it up. Yeah. Um, yeah. No one respects that. No one respects punching down. And that's essentially what it is. Not that you're below him, but... If he can spell and you can't and he's taking the mick out of you, then he's a wrong one. Well, yeah. I couldn't yeah. turn around and said to him that it took me an hour to find the fault that he created on one of the lighting circuits. <laughs> I didn't really want to like, diminish him even more than what he'd already tried to do to me. But that's what I mean. You can sit there and 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 scoff and, and be whatever you like, you know, about what towards things. Yeah. But, you know, a better person is just to sit there. I mean, I've, I've done it before. I've, I've sat there and, and I've been signing like a, 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 a sort of contract for a new vehicle for me and my business partner. We've been sat there like writing it all out and, and everything else. And they're like, can you just put this, this and this? And I'm like looking at him and he goes, give it here. And he'll like fill it all like a bit out. And they go, all right, so you're going to do the signing bit? And I'm like, yeah. And then they're looking at you going, What's up with this bloke? Can he not sign his own paperwork? It's like, no, I can't. Well, because it, it's a legal binding contract. I just want yeah. to pop, you know, top notch. I know exactly what you mean. I think the last time I did that was in the EE shop getting a new phone contract from the half. And he was like, oh, can you just fill this in for me? And I sat there like, oh, shit. Like, oh, it's just awful. But I ended up getting your phone up. There's the best thing about um, is it dictation. And I found out now on my iMac, if I click FN twice, all my quotes and invoices, I can dictate it all and it auto like auto fills it all in for me. It's like delicious. Find a way. Find a way. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. Adapt and overcome. Ooh. I'll be back in a sec. All right, okay. So oh, how's everyone's turned up. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, how's everyone's week been then? So you got any gems in the back catalogue either of you? Um not really. I've done some filming. Um the tattoo studio video went up yesterday. Uh, I've got Today, I asked everyone to send me some pictures of EICRs because obviously EICRs for everyone is massive at the moment. I've got a stupid amount of pictures that are just awful of what's been happening, what I've seen. I thought I'd do a video on that. Uh, what else we've got? In you invaded my channel this today? You invaded my channel whenever this yes, goes I, I Yeah, I looked at it earlier. Um, my brother, because obviously for the first time we're allowed people in our gardens. Um, so my brother came around with my niece that I hadn't seen properly in nearly a year. Um 
so I set the bouncy castle up for the kids in the garden. They were having a graph, uh, laugh with each other. Just talked to my brother. And that's why I've been sunburned, just sat in the sun all day. And then when he went, I was like, oh, I'll empty the shed out. And I've just done my wrist in again, Sam. So, uh, yeah, no, it's been nice. It's nice to hear. What I want to know is, yeah. Tom, yes. what did you get up to last week? What is your What is a work week like for old Tomo Bico? <laughs> well, I run my own company. Um, we probably cover domestic, commercial, industrial. Um, so at the moment, I've just transferred from one vehicle to another. So that's 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 been the highlight of this week. Um, but predominantly, we just we, we we're quite a humble company. We're based in Portsmouth. Um, we don't really get too involved in um, sort of uh, big major sites or anything like that anymore. We've we've all been and done that in our careers. You know, we've all worked on some really prestigious contracts and stuff and all things but we're just happy just doing anything electrically now so you know from putting in a new consumer unit all the way through to new ev points which was one of the new things we've just got into um big business big business. yeah yeah it's yeah. really good um, I, I, i'm not sort of don't want to like you know sort of blow smoke up someone's uh, backside who's sat here at the moment but um we've been watching obviously e-fix videos and and stuff like that with the um ev sort of stuff and that sort of like flamed our sort of passion to do ev points so it was kind of like we went and sat and done the course and then now we've done the OLEV registration and, and we've now registered with some manufacturers and we're trying to focus more of our company onto that. Um, what um, What is your preferred EV charger manufacturer? At the moment, I'm going to be really biased because I know who your uh, favourite one is at the moment. It's, I'm quite uh, like the Anderson ones at the moment. Um, purely nice looking, aren't they? They're nice looking, um, and the they're doing downsides. We've only fitted one My Energy one, which was really good. A tethered one for a client of ours, um, but the, they're just stock levels. And they're really struggling at the moment with manufacturing, and they're like on back order to about June at the moment. And obviously, I've got clients who won't wait till then, so we've had to. Uh, I let you off. I let you off. Listen, My Energy are the only ones anyone should supply. Not because, and they don't sponsor us. Um, I just think um, the story behind my energy, why is Nick pulling that face? Because your phone keeps, your, your internet keeps going in and out. Uh, I can't help that. I've got full signal. Um, my energy, um, the story behind it, the one of the faces behind it, Jordan Brompton, they... It's just an um, like the energy that comes out of my energy as a company. It's just it's just um, mesmerising, um, and I'm caught up in the hype. Um, <laughs> I'm just caught up in the hype. I can't I can't say anything else. I I don't know nothing about EV chargers, but I, I, if I had to install one, I'd only install my energy just because of the uh, just the ethos and the the drive and the uh, energy that comes from Jordan Brompton. She's just really I think, one of my more adaptable. I think they're more adaptable than most things i mean you, there's more to a my energy one than say an anderson one and anderson i would probably be more the aesthetic looks, looks but if you're going down more of the home renewable energy sort of factor the my energy one sort of top, top trumps everything because you can now install the solar you know sort of battery yeah. um sort of backup system with it as well as the um is it the eddy the Eddie. Eddie and the Harvey, yeah. And the yeah. Harvey, yeah. 
Yeah. So you, you've got all of this great combination of equipment under one umbrella, which I think is phenomenal, um, which I think some manufacturers should sort of be looking into. But that's why I would always say they're probably a, a bit more benchmark. But for the aesthetic sort of practicality, that's why I go with the Anderson, because they're they're better sort of looking in that respect. Because where I live in Portsmouth, we don't all have off-road parking. A lot of it is sort of like a little driveway or something like that. It's not quite big enough for like two cars. So where a lot of people have a lot of their homes adapted and made into that sort of thing, the obvious thing would be to have something that ties in with their sort of like front of the building. I'll let you off. Yeah, you're installing the wrong ones. Um, <laughs> Gary, what has your week entailed? So to say that again, you broke up. Sorry, apologise. What's your week entailed? Right, okay. Well, uh, I, again, just content, content, and content. I've also helped a mate out, so I've done some wiring. I've come out of the retirement bench. Uh, one of my friends has got a property that he's bought for renting. Uh, him and another electrician, he needed a hand, so I went along and helped Steve and his mate uh, in order to, you know, new consumer unit downlights, uh, every accessory got changed. I changed some of the lights more than once. I changed them for brand new fresh pendants. And then, oh, now we want a fancy light fitting. Mm, yeah. I did all of that. You know, and I did it all for the for mate rates, which is zero pennies and zero pounds, which is always good. Where mm. there's a will, there's a relative or a friend. And I happen to be that friend this time. Um, today, uh, today, I know we're watching this on Monday, but this is Easter Sunday for me. I actually went and shot two GSH electrical videos to help students yeah. today yeah i fully edited them as well 20 minutes worth of content um so i've got 60 in hand still so i may have left tresham college exactly one year ago almost to the day but i've still got 60 videos and as nick would um um would suggest i think we did our video that released today which was on the sunday of easter was was about 14 months ago yeah, it was our yeah. last video, wasn't it? Yeah, Christ, yeah. So, that was, so was it? How long ago was it? Fourteen yeah, months ago. Yeah, about the February of 2020. Yeah, before the yeah. So well, my, old, my old van and everything. Yeah. What an so, unbelievable! What an unbelievable thing that is. I, it blows my mind. GSH library. It blows my mind. Like yeah. you have to be completely and utterly obsessed with it to be able to produce that much content. You are, quite frankly, a lunatic. My, my nickname was Relentless. I'm just, again, it's part of, you know, my makeup is that if I'm going to do something, I'm just going to keep doing it. And I didn't want, you know, I got this morning, um, me and the wife are, are currently watching um, Line of Duty, trying to catch uh, everybody up. We're watching, you're watching it tonight, yeah? No, because I'm only on, I've started season five. But I only oh, okay. started watching season one on Mothering Sunday when I bought my wife <laughs> by the kids. So we've caught up almost. We will be by the time you get to episode six of the Line of Duty, I'll be watching it live. Good, caught, oh, it's just yeah. amazing. But it gets better and better. Yeah, oh, just it just is phenomenal. But again, it goes, it's that relentless. You know what I mean? I want to catch up. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do two videos every week since I left Tresham College a year ago. I've done two videos every week since I left. I've got 60 videos in hand because I reckon a year's time, which will be my two-year anniversary, I will release the video when I left. So it will mm. be the one where I walk down the corridor and say goodbye to Tresham College. I reckon I won't release that for another 12 months. So it'll be two you, years out of sync. Do you find it? Because I, when I have this, when I've, if I've done a block record, let's say I've had a week of five videos I'm going to have to record a four. I will edit them all and then it'll always end up being the last video I've done or I'll get excited about one, like one good one. I know that'll hit off or I just enjoyed filming it. 
and I just don't care about the rest of them. I know it's content, and I, but yeah, you just go, oh, yeah, whatever, I'll wait until that. And I feel like I'll push that one forward and just bring it. But I like continuity with stuff. Like when people have watched our stuff before, it's not like, oh, we're just watching for electrical content. A lot of people say like, we're watching it. Like it's a soap, you and Adam, like, we watch it as TV, like half an hour episodes and whatnot. And I feel like I owe it to them to prove continuity between this is this day, then this is the next day. And a few times I've put a job before a video and whatnot. And it sort of confuses people a little bit. Where one time I, I think I had the new van, the new van, and then there was a video that jumped back, and I was in my old van. They were like, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah, it's one I of got them, excited, it, excited it, about it, a van." Is it one of them? Cool. Uh, I suppose you had to be there for that story. You had to be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I always think it's like you, you when you do a video, it's like your new child. Oh, yeah. it's isn't it brilliant? Isn't this mm. child just lovely? And then you make another one. You go. Well, this this one's lovely, isn't this one yes. great? And you, you forget about the child you had before. When you got sixty, and I went back and obviously recently watched the video that we did with you in the back of the van. I'm like, that was a great video. I really enjoyed it. What a good yeah. day we had, with Nick. It was fourteen months ago. I've got loads of those. Loads someone of put, those. Someone put in the video. Oh, doesn't they look youthful? Yes. <laughs> it was a year ago. Nick, I mean, you know, success has taken its toll. I would suggest. I've aged. I've aged. <laughs> Fatter, definitely. <laughs> Welcome to the club. <laughs> not, not that fat, <laughs> mate. This is a good angle for me as well. <laughs> um, Jesus. Yeah. Well, Nick, we can't really talk about what we need to talk about because we're going to be talking about that tomorrow. This oh, yeah. is an emergency bat signal podcast that we had to throw up because I messed up. So let's do. And- can we summarise it then, Sam? If this is where you're going to end, but. If you've got an issue, and my daughter's got an issue, my son's got an issue, I've got an issue. I think uh, dyslexia in our electrical industry is very prevalent. Uh, There's a lot of people with it. Work within your problem. Do the best you can, but don't ever make a door shut in your face because you believe there is an issue with yourself that can't open that door. I think every door is open to you. Find a way, work around it, and see if you can keep moving forward and progress your career based on your enthusiasm, your energy, your willingness to take on every task and willingness to learn new stuff, regardless of the things that may stop you on your journey, potentially within your own mind, I would suggest. Powerful words from the Lord of Learning. This is Monday Club. We are out. Do it, Sam. (laughs) There we go.